Welcome. This is One Christian, One Topic. Today, our guest is Brother Cal Mena. Today's topic, Life of a Religious Brother. Let's get to it. Brother Kyle, you're a religious brother who teaches high school religion and science. It seems you connected your religious calling with your love for teaching. Can you talk about your discernment journey of choosing not to just be a teacher or just be a religious person, but combining both? Yeah, so my first year living in community was in the Bronx in New York City uh, as a resident aspirant. Um, there I worked as a community service coordinator while also living and praying within the community as well. So that experience served as a bridge between sort of this faith and action um, that would eventually lead me to formally apply to the De La Salle Christian Brotherhood. Um, it was a very humbling experience uh, to be invited to take the next step and enter formation as a postulant. Uh, and our postulancy was at that time in Philadelphia, where I lived in community and taught for two years. Uh, following that time as a postulant, I went on to continue discernment through the year-long what's called the Regional Novitiate in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, with three other young gentlemen as well from all across the United States. So it was a great time. I had a director and a subdirector, both wonderful people that led us spiritually. Um, that experience called the novitiate experience is one that all brothers have experienced and serves as a time of formation um, and preparation sort of for the brothers in their vocation. Now, there's a great emphasis there on what's called the Lasallian charism um, and on spiritual life in general as a component of that experience that brothers will hopefully take with them into their ministries. Um, so that year usually concludes with all of the novices making their first vows, formerly called temporary professional vows, um, from which they usually go out into an experience of which where I'm at currently, most recently, having completed a year of teaching science and religion in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I'm definitely glad to continue working on sort of that bridging of the craft between teaching, pedagogy, um, and spirituality. Was there a point where you were probably just deciding just to be a teacher? Or was there a point where you're like, maybe I should just be a religious person and not do the teaching? And how was that kind of interplay of you being like, no, I think I could do both. I want to do both. I think with teachers, there's always going to be moments within your teaching career that challenge you. Within religious life, there's always going to be moments that challenge you. I think what the brothers helped me do is to be able to bridge those two so that on those difficult days when I'm experiencing some hardship within the classroom or experiencing some sort of negative emotions and not really feeling connected to, to teaching or to the charism, um, it's definitely on those days within community that they help to support that. Um, so that's why I appreciate community very much. Can you talk a little bit, just very briefly, um, what that community looks like on a day-to-day -day basis for you? Like how many brothers are you uh, currently? And just overall, how do you interact with the broader network? Um, yeah, I mean, throughout a number of my conversations within discernment uh, with different spiritual directors, with brothers even before I joined as well, colleagues, friends, um, it was very unclear about what the religious brotherhood was and what community entailed, uh, but eventually, what helped me to connect that was throughout my discernment, understanding this notion of what's called charism. Um, and we call charism sort of this gift from the Holy Spirit to the church uh, through a community and its members uh, for the good of everybody. So 
For example, each community's charism is a very unique gift. Um, and even those with same origins and roots have different unique charism. So the De La Salle Christian Brothers, our charism is a Christian education for the poor. So I appreciate the ministry experience that I've had so far with the brothers that's helped me realize that ministry you know, and charism is not necessarily merely a way of me as a brother being able to give back and contribute um, to my community so much as it involves an acceptance that there's a need right, to be met um, by sharing one's gifts um, in acts of service to others. And you mentioned how, you know, it helps living community, you know, with your day to day kind of uh, just, I guess, struggles or things that come up. How have you grown as a person to live in community? Because I know some individuals are a bit loners, others are open to it. But, you know, it's actually a great, I think, quality to, to be able to have such a community and, and such a, well, I, I would say family. How, how have you personally had to either grow into it or did you just easily flow into it um, just based on your natural personality? Um, yeah, I mean, a big emphasis within the novitiate is completing a series of sort of personality tests. One of them, very two of them very famous, the Myers-Briggs exam, and then also the Enneagram as well. So those two help you to really delve deeper into sort of the social dimension of community, but also within the interpersonal dimension and the personal dimension um, of how you are able to fit into not only that community, but into society um, by understanding yourself, by understanding your upbringing, understanding who you are um, as a person definitely helps to help you connect into community. Um, as a person, you mentioned growing as a person. I mean, I think within college, my faith definitely began to flourish. Uh, but then after meeting the De La Salle Christian Brothers, um, new opportunities opened for me to continue to meet other young men who are interested in religious life. Um, extending sort of this invitation to live in community helped me to say, all right, now I get to also work side by side with the brothers, but also get to try out um, what it's like to work within one of their ministry, within one of our schools. Um, at that time, it was a high school uh, first started in. Um, and through sort of those experiences, it helped me also to grow, not only as a person, uh, but also professionally as well um, within the brothers. And kind of just going back a little bit more, what family and or church experiences growing up kind of helped create that foundation to kind of where you were able to hear this call into religious, uh, your religious vocation? Um, the Brothers Ministry is one that seeks to provide what's called a Christian education, you know, for the poor. So it's become an extension, right, of my own family, my original community, so to say. So my family definitely has always encouraged me to be authentic, genuine, um, and faithful to God, you know, as a disciple of Christ, but really thinking about how can I continue to share my gifts and go out into the world and serve um, is to always remember, you know, my origin, my roots. So I definitely, my family definitely serves as a constant reminder to continually embrace those values, you know, respect um, and service to one another as Christ would have had us do as brothers and sisters. So that's where I come from. And um, is there any, uh, on the other side, um, is there any um, experiences growing up that made you interested uh, in being a teacher? Um, or is that something that kind of just came gradually? Or was it like a specific moment that you're like, wow, I actually would li like to become a teacher? 
Um, I think mostly just reviewing my own life as a student and reviewing all the teachers that I had who really had a strong impact on me um, helps me to frame how I wanna to continue to teach and how I wanna to continue to grow. Um, it's not a perfect science. Teaching is not a perfect science. Anybody will tell you that. Uh, it's definitely one that's going to challenge you and test you throughout time. But looking at my teachers, looking at my family members, looking at friends, all those life experiences, and being able to not only accept them, but also utilize them as the motivation to continue forward, to pass on the good that I've experienced, to learn from that which was not always so good, but also make sure that I'm able to discern at different points that say, all right, this is a new experience. I haven't experienced before as a teacher, clearly, but I can still allow God to work through me in this opportunity. I just have to sort of get out the way and allow God to work. Do you see any parallels with the students you work with or you teach and kind of seeing yourself in them in, in a way? And how has that helped you in speaking to them? Um, and I'm sure, you know, you're, you're probably just planting seeds probably for the future, but how does that make you feel? Or what are, what are those experiences like when you kind of see kind of yourself? Sometimes that, I guess, happens in life in younger generation. We start seeing ourselves qualities and, and stuff like that. But more so now, you as a teacher and them as students. You say it well. It's this notion of not only necessarily being able to see yourself in them, but being able to plant the seeds, you know, for the future. And that's, those are the moments that I reflect on in my own life that I say, wow, like those few moments that a teacher said something or that a teacher did something for me that stuck with me, those are the moments that I always try to work towards. And probably 95% of the time, I don't even know that I'm planting those seeds. We don't even know that we're planting those seeds in the future. So really what I try to convey to, to my students at any time, um, especially as they continue to discern their own lives, discern their own vocations, um, is just being willing, open and willing to grow, you know, to learn. Obviously, as an educator, we want students to learn, uh, but also be willing to, to take those risks um, in themselves and others, take those risks in God, um, and always be themselves, be authentic. I tell my kids, I say, I always try to be very authentic. If I'm having a good day, you'll see it. If I'm not having such a great day, it's not necessarily that you'll see that either, but, I mean, I'm a pretty open book, so it's like, Trying to be professional, but also show kids that you're human. So that's huge. Before I read that, uh, it was in college. You were introduced to the, the LaSalle Christian Brother, to which you're now a part of. Looking back at the encounter, what was about the interaction from that brother that opened up your eyes to this uh, vocation? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned a little bit before, um, with just the, the notion that he was able to open up new opportunities for me. Um, to meet other young men who were also interested in religious life um, and also extending that opportunity and invitation to live in community um, to someone that he had just met was very flattering to me, very humbling, um, but also an opportunity to say, all right, I didn't necessarily know what the next step was going to be after college. So for somebody to open up a door and say, this could be um, potentially what leads you to the next step in your life. I said, all right, I'll try it out. So I'm glad I did try it out. Do you feel yourself using the same kind of questions, uh, approach in kind of speaking to, to the students you, you work with now? Not necessarily for, for a vocation, but just in, in kind of uh, 
having learned from that experience because I feel sometimes there needs to be an a way to approach people, the youth, uh, the young generation, and kind of speak to them. And sometimes, you know, certain words, certain uh, approaches kind of uh, creates a defense mechanism. But I feel like more especially in some situations, you know, there, there's certain manners we, we have to learn how to talk um, to young generation just to have them something spark in, within their minds. And like, I, I actually applaud you for, you know, being a teacher. I feel like that's a challenging work, just trying to find ways to uh, get through through them and talk to them. But what what are those kind of qualities you feel that you had to learn or uh, remember uh, from other folks um, and how they kind of uh, spoke to you and kind of now doing the same thing and talking to, to younger people? I think it's very simple. And again, I sound like I'm beating a dead horse here, but it's this notion that kids want to see that you are real, that you're authentic. So within the classroom, um, obviously we want to provide students with a quality education, professional education. So learning how to bridge that gap between professionalism, um, but then also allowing my heart, um, my hobbies, my talents, things that I like to do and that I'm good at to translate into that work that I'm doing with the students um, has been the biggest uh, challenge, you know, being able to bridge that gap between professionalism and personal talents and hobbies. I think as time goes on, I find it a little bit easier, um, especially as I get more experience with the, with the subject matter, whether it's biology, whether it's religion, um, just being able to be more comfortable in my own skin when I'm with the students um, helps them to see, all right, this is somebody who knows what they're talking about, but also really cares about me as well. Um, and I think that's 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 a big part of teaching. And I know um, it's probably I think about a year um, at the current school you're at, the uh, Central Catholic High School. So I'm assuming you're kind of like a new you're new to everyone, including the students. How long do you think it's it took um, for you to kind of establish a relationship? I know for some teachers that have a longer tenure at a school, you know, they kind of have a legacy or kind of a, people have a known history about that specific teacher, but being that you're new, how long do you think it's taken you to kind of create your kind of uh, relationships uh, with your students? Um, it's different for everybody. Um, I think as soon as I get into a new school, it's about staying focused on sort of what I have to do in the classroom um, first, and then also from that stemming those relationships that I'm able to develop with my colleagues, with, with coworkers at the school. Um, that's huge, you know, because I think a big part of teaching is developing those relationships, not only with students, but with your colleagues, uh, fellow staff members, because it's very important. So I think the help that I've received and the welcome that I've received at Central Catholic has been great. It's been wonderful to be able to come into a community within a community uh, at Central Catholic High School. So we had, for example, recently, a good amount of our tenure teacher or teachers um, retire, alrighty. So to see those teachers who were retiring be just as welcoming to us as teachers 
um, that I had just come in with this first year, you know, it was just amazing, you know, and then everybody in between, of course, um, I, I wouldn't be able to do the job that I that I do, you know, not even the job, really the, the calling, the career that we're all working towards on teaching pedagogy without that support and that community within the school. No, that's awesome. And I feel like your experience um, highlights just kind of the importance of like community, not necessarily just neighborhood community, not just professional community, but, you know, all, all sports or sorts of uh, meanings of community. Where do you see yourself now? Kind of as you're progressing, you're saying you're still learning, you're still um, taking uh, time to kind of get to know everyone, but how, how do you see yourself growing into? Uh, and I know you're probably still discerning. I feel like life is always a huge discernment, but where, where do you see yourself kind of uh, heading based on kind of what you learned and what you uh, currently are learning by yourself? Um, I, think, I think you said it well. It's still a work in progress, so still continuing to grow professionally and personally. Um, growing in gratitude more than anything. I think this season, I'm in a season of, of trying to appreciate all the people and all the experiences that I've had so far. So definitely a big blessing um, to all who have continued to pray for me and be a support to me as well. Um, and I thank family, friends, uh, folks that have supported me along this journey of faith up to this point um, and those that will continue to support me and I support them as well in return. So work in progress. The last questions I ask all my guests at the end of the interviews, first being, what is one scripture verse or part of the Bible that really resonates with you and why? Um, for this particular sort of podcast, I, I was thinking about the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians, you know, in chapter four, as he mentions um, to some, right, as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists. And he goes on to mention all these various opportunities and experiences that people go on to, to have and people that people we become, you know, in society, some as pastors, some as teachers, right? He even mentioned it in there. So this notion of, of equipping saints, of equipping people here on earth to continue to work within our ministries, um, to build up the body of Christ, you know, until we sort of attain that, that notion of unity within the faith, that notion of, of knowledge of the Son of God, um, and measuring our success not based on all of these accomplishments, but that to which we are unified to God and, 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 and through the fullness of, of Christ. Sort of paraphrasing some of it, but that's Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. My second question is, what is one word or a couple of words that you would like God to use in describing you? I think I've said a lot. Authentic is one. And then uh, Christ-centered, hopefully, you know. And I guess the last question would be, is there anything we can help promote or you like others to uh, know or support? I just return to the, to the, again, this attitude of gratitude, this notion that I'm grateful to the brothers, my family, um, all of my friends, folks that have supported me throughout my faith journey so far. Um, and if I'm going to pass on anything as, as a teacher, hopefully would pass on as much information and wisdom to their students or to anybody who's discerning religious life, just to continue to lead others um, by being yourself, you know, by allowing God and Christ to work through you um, to lead other young men and women to, to consider commitment to religious life. Thank you, Brother Kyle, for sharing with us your story. 
And thank you, the listener, for joining us. We hope you keep tuning in for other episodes and keep sharing this podcast. God bless us all.